Hello and welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe. Hey Jonathan, how's it going? It's quite kefefe today. Um, I, I did not know you, I had no idea you were going to say that. I have no response. Yes. I, I don't even know what it means. It's all I got, you know? <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to say that, so I'm not even going to try. Kefefe. I, I, I don't know. I'm probably missing it up. Amy, it's been a slow news week this week in the SBC. Uh, it, it seems that we hit that quiet before the storm, maybe, uh, as we approach Phoenix and SBC 17. That's always nice. Next week, I'm sure, as people are getting ready to leave, I'll be leaving on Friday. Uh, it will be a little crazy and hectic, and it. Uh, but but it's nice to have a week that's a little bit slow. Yeah. And if you're like most of us, you know, a lot of times we're packing things up all the way to the end because we will sometimes drive, you know, yeah. not this time, box trucks and things, but not this time. So we had to have everything shipped off. And I have an update. Okay. I know we we had this discussion a couple weeks ago. Will Kevin Smith be driving his hog, his Harley Davidson, from Maryland, Delaware, to Phoenix. He will not. That's sad. He's bringing his family. So it's, you know, they can't all like, it'd be like the Beverly Hillbillies. Everybody piled under the back of a. So here's what I'll say. This will be my shout out for the week. All right. His wife, Miss Pat, she's amazing. And so totally worth it. Oh, yeah. If I get get to say hello to her, then. That's fine. Right. I would rather I would rather see her than the motorcycle. Okay. Well, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Yes. So, well, before we jump into the news, Amy, do want to thank our sponsor again for this week, the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary and Boyce College. Uh, if you're interested in Christian College or Seminary, be sure to swing by their booth in Phoenix. It's booth number twelve thirty one. Uh, if you get in the SBC app, you can map out your exhibit hall travels. And uh, yes. you can easily find the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary booth in that map as well, as well as the big Lifeway store. Um, so check that out and, uh, you know, map out your time in Phoenix and plan out your time. And be sure to swing by the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary and Boyce College booth. That's booth number 1231. And get more information about those guys. Uh, you can also visit them online at sbts.edu slash sbc to find out all the stuff that they've got going on in Phoenix. Amy, on to the news, and it's going to be hot. We've talked about that in Phoenix, and a call came this week from Steve Gaines, the president of the SBC, saying, don't wear ties, which I wasn't planning on wearing, but now I have a legitimate reason not to wear a tie. Well, I, I mean, I wasn't going to wear a tie, but you should. Um, but this is this is helpful. It, it may sort of change a, a few of the things I was planning to do, but um, that's very helpful because... Man, it's hot. That's the one thing that is yes. is tough about that time. Yeah, I talked to a friend that is in uh, Vegas right now for a meeting, and he said that it, it's just crazy hot out there in Las Vegas. He was in Phoenix last month, and it was in the upper 90s last month, and said it was insanely hot there. And I mean, we all know this. We know what we're getting into, but we're going to get there, and we're going to go, wow, it's hotter than I thought it would be. Yeah, I remember hearing uh, Brad Wagner uh, vice president there at Lifeway. Yeah. We share a wall, Amy. Yeah. I remember hearing him talk about this years back in 2011. And he said, everyone says it's a dry heat. Uh, it's hot. It's it doesn't just matter. Hot. It doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. It's hot. <laughs> 110 is 110 dry, wet, whatever. So get ready, but dress accordingly. Yes. I'm going to be wearing light clothing, light colors, 
lightweight. Try to stay cool and stay inside. That's uh, the keys there. So, all right. And uh, big news. Uh, we talked about Southern at the top of the show here, but big news came out uh, last week from those guys. Matt Hall has been named the Senior Vice President for Academic Strategy, and Craig Parker has been named the Senior Vice President for Institutional Administration at Southern Seminary. Matt will continue his role. Uh, you remember we had him on in the fall, and he's the Dean of Boyce College. He's adding this to his portfolio there at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. Very good. You know, we've seen a lot of both of their work, actually, of Craig Parker and, and Matt Hall's work over the last a uh, few years. It's good to see that he that uh, Dr. Hall will continue as the dean at Boyce. Um, but I think this just uh, is a testimony to the work that they've done there. That these responsibilities have been handed to them. So looking forward to see uh, what is ahead. Yeah, and if you remember, Craig Parker will be filling that role left vacant by uh, Dan Dumas, who left uh, to be the. Uh, what I, I can only imagine is really really cool on a business card. The adoptions are in uh, the state of Kentucky. Yeah. So I wonder yep. if he actually has that on the business card. I seriously doubt it. but I don't know. Um, it's possible, I guess. Yeah. All right. And we mentioned it's a slow week. So our final piece of news here, <laughs> only three stories to really cover this week. Uh, the mosque, backed by the IMB and ERLC last year, uh, they won their settlement in the lawsuit, uh, the religious liberty lawsuit. Bernard's Township, New Jersey, will be forced to pay them $3.25 million in damages uh, for blocking them on religious grounds from building uh, and expanding their mosque. Yes. As you said, this is a story that is familiar to many Southern Baptists. We've been talking about this for the last few years. But do you know, I haven't looked enough at this case, is this, this could, this, this could still be open to appeal. Do we know if, uh, if the town is going to do that, have they said? Uh, no, it is not an appeal, Amy. It is a settlement. So this is done, yeah. and now they can uh, move forward with the construction of what is quite small, actually, 4,200-square-foot right. mosque. Yeah, so what that means is this this is effectively uh, closed, and where that is uh, important uh, for us to, to just think is in the last year, cases have come up about uh, churches, and we— uh, about churches having difficulties with towns, with zoning and things like that. And so we want to keep an eye on things like this, uh, that is this is resolved that has a bearing on some of these other cases as well. Yeah, the the argument was that they had violated the Religious Land Use and Institutionalized Persons Act of 2000, uh, basically denying the application based on religious grounds, which is illegal. You can't do that. And uh, that's why the RLC went to bat, because this could easily happened to a Baptist church in Seattle or a church plant in New York City or something like that. I mean, this is uh, not just uh, a Muslim issue. This is a this is a religious liberty issue. And uh, there's been a lot of debate about this, a lot of discussion about this, and it's uh, finally resolved. There you go. All right. Well, that's going to bring us to, uh, quickly, bring us to our my favorite part of the week, this week in SBC history. Amy, blow our minds. All right. So uh, May is always fun because we can begin looking back at past annual meetings because they've been at different times in the May you know, to June window. Uh, so we're going to go to 1949. And this was a really interesting, uh, interesting year as they began to report on uh, they had the, the annual meeting in Oklahoma, in Oklahoma City. Oh, it's a great town. Yeah. I wish we, need, we need to go back there. 
Yeah, so I've got a, an article. It's June 1, 1949, um, issue of Baptist Press. And so it talks about the the money for uh, mission advance, about spiritual revival. But if you go down, there's some uh, just little sort of snippets that give some details, and I found it very interesting. Uh, first of all, it talked about that um, at, in 1949, the addition of Washington and Oregon— to, uh, as they said, the territory of cooperating constituencies of the Southern Baptist Convention. This brought the uh, state conventions to 23 actively participating in the denomination. And it said, uh, the way it said it is, that until a few years ago was wholly Southern. And then a newspaper headlined the story, Baptist Convention loses its Southern accent. Um, Then the very next point was that the next session of the SBC uh, would be in Chicago that that uh, it would town. be in, right in uh, in 1950 and then 1951 would meet in San Francisco Never and been Baptist there. Press I haven't either actually um, but Baptist Press says apparently breaking with all tradition as a strictly southern group Ooh, um, a little shot across it, the bow there yeah. Maybe. And then it then it points out uh also it says fifty percent of Southern Baptist churches are located in the open country. That would only be rural. 50, yeah, only fifteen point seven percent in cities of more than two thousand five hundred wow. population. That is fascinating. Which is pretty incredible. Um and then it goes on and tells a few other sort of details. Um yeah. uh, uh, to, it mentions the uh-huh. uh the <laughs> I don't even know how to Yeah, it mentions Glorietta. Go ahead and say it. Yeah, it mentions Glorietta. Misspelled uh, Glorietta, by the way. Right, having been chosen for a Western assembly grounds, so it would uh, compare with Ridgecrest. Why do they put Western in scare quotes? I have no idea. No Uh, clue. It makes it feel like it's, you know, back in the Old West. You know, there's Tombstone and, you know, shootout at the OK Corral or whatever at Glorietta. Right. And then it also points out, this is a side thing, that about some conversions, uh, 62 conversions in evangelistic services that uh, were held there. So the the incorporation of evangelism with the meetings. So this is pre, you know, crossover yeah. years, but it was still a real focus. But what hits me is just that sort of shift that was beginning to happen around this time Um of it not being a strictly Southern denomination. So, you know, it, it, it retained the name and we've even had discussion about that in, in past years, but it, it continues to, to be the, the main identifier. Um, but there was a point where we started to turn the corner to not be a strictly Southern group. And now you begin to look and we have all these state conventions, we even now are beginning to have more mechanisms for representation from state conventions. Uh, they're growing. We love covering that every fall, uh, uh, all the things that are happening around the country in New England, in uh, the Pacific Northwest, out you know, in the West, in the Midwest areas. So there are some great things happening across the country, across the United States, uh, by Southern Baptists. But in some ways, uh, this sort of turn to becoming a very national group uh, all started this week in SBC history. Very cool. That's really yeah. neat. So I, I, it'd be neat to go back to, to Oklahoma City with the convention. I'm not sure that that's going to happen anytime soon right. uh, based on the, the list. Um, speaking of locations, uh, we, we have a lot of the, the locations uh, lined out for the next decade or so. Uh, you know, next year we'll be in Dallas, then Birmingham, then 
Orlando, then Anaheim, and, and we kind of start moving around again. Uh, Charlotte, I think, is in there. Nashville is in there. Indianapolis. Uh, and then I think at the executive committee meeting at the SBC, they're maybe going to pin down the 2025 location. So I have to see where that winds up being. We're going to Anaheim. That was in the group that was passed uh, last year. And Nashville, I think, and then Indianapolis or somewhere, Charlotte. I, they're all in oh, there. Please fix the traffic problem in Nashville before... It's all at the Opryland. There won't be any traffic. Okay, that's good. So you just stay at the Opryland, walk over to your thing, and well, that's it. I'll stay at my parents, probably. But... Oh, that's that's like an hour and a half away, Amy. That's all the way up no, in Cheatham County. Isn't. It's in Robertson County, oh, and right. it's not an hour and a half away. But anyway. Well, and th- have you driven through Nashville lately? Yeah, okay. Maybe okay. it is yeah, an maybe hour, it is and, an hour and a half away. Yeah, All right, exactly. Fine. By then, it will be an hour and a half away. Now, I want to point out, we did get a question on Twitter this week, okay. and I'm still working oh, on researching it. I got the answer. I got the answer last night. Okay. Sent it over to uh, Southern, and uh, Dr. Moeller answered that for us. Uh, our good sponsors over at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. Dr. Moeller was on the committee. And uh, Mm -hmm. answered Brent about that. So Brent did ask, he asked why the Baptist faith and message uses the British spelling of Savior. Uh, They spell it S-A-V-I-O-U-R. Why didn't they adjust that in 2000? And Dr. Moeller's answer was? Said the 1925 Baptist faith and message based was based on the New Hampshire Confession via J. Newton Brown circa 1833. And he used Savior with the British spelling that it was typical of the anglicized usage of the day and so the 25 and 63 use the same spelling for continuity and then this is an interesting part adrian rogers chair of the 2000 committee charged them to make only theologically needed corrections out of respect for the past very good so there was no reason to change it because that is an accepted spelling not maybe the common spelling but a historically accurate spelling and they just stuck with it so fascinating very interesting fascinating answer so yes. appreciate Dr. Moeller uh, chiming in on that. Very helpful. All right. So that'll move us on to our resources of the week. Amy, your resource of the week is? All right. My resource is the new Legacy of Faith series Ooh, that is coming out from B&H. Um, very, uh, very cool stuff. This is a great set of uh, sort of Christian classics. Really beautiful binding, everything in a nice um, kind of holder, all of it. Uh, Chesterton. Augustine, just lots of incredible um, sources. Bun- John Bunyan and Andrew um, Murray, yeah, just gorgeous. So Edwards. and there, yeah, and there's a great uh, site. We'll put the link in the show notes that has a video uh, that kind of shows them, so you really get a look at them. And uh, I, I'm very, very excited about this, yes. and I'm hoping to have a set. Yes, get Keith a set for Father's Day. This is the perfect Father's Day gift. If you're married oh, absolutely. to a, uh, a pastor or just somebody who enjoys theology or just likes reading and stuff, this is the perfect Father's Day gift. So if, if you're a dad, you know, drop this hint to your wife and she can hook you up. But uh, I mean, it's this is a I've got a set right here behind me at my desk and they are exquisite. I mean, wow. The, the feel, the, the typesetting, the, the interior design, just the visuals match the depth of the content. It is so, so nice. Yes. Very excited. All right. What's yours? Well, mine, mine is not going to hold a candle to yours uh, because you picked like one of the best resources we've come out with. Uh, but mine is Overcome, the new book from Clayton King, forward by J.D. Greer. It's talking about replacing the lies that hold us down with the truth that set us free. 
Uh, that's the subtitle there. Clayton uh, is a friend of ours. I had lunch with him uh, last month sometime. We were in Anderson, South Carolina. Had a great conversation with him. Dr. Rainer did a couple of podcasts. Clayton King, good guy, uh, big evangelist, really has a heart for people. Uh, involved at New Spring Church, a Southern Baptist church there in the Anderson area. Uh, has been there interim for about a year. So, uh, so I think some more news coming out uh, regarding his role there soon. But, uh, you know, just pick it up. It's a good book. Clayton loves people, loves Jesus, and uh, tells everybody he knows about Jesus. Uh, we were at lunch, you know, for about an hour, just me, him, and Dr. Rayner. And I think he talked to three or four people. At, in the hour that, you know, servers or people in the, the restaurant that he knew. I mean, it's one of those kind where he goes around, he kind of knows everybody and sees everybody and, uh, and inviting him to church, telling him about Jesus. So that, that was pretty cool. He, he met the man lives it out. So, wow. uh, a really, really neat, uh, new resource from Clayton. So check that out. Excellent. Uh, before we go this week, want to hit a few high notes about Phoenix. Remember, if you haven't listened to our Phoenix podcast preview, uh, please do that. Because uh, we, we talk about all the events going on there. Make sure you register for those. They're close. A lot of those are close to selling out. Uh, maybe by the time you listen to this, they actually might be sold out. We only have about 10 or 12 days left before we get there. So uh, you've got to get in quick if you want to uh, register for the IMB dinner, the NAM lunch. Uh, I know you, you talk about the women's leadership breakfast, Amy. Uh, the Lifeway yes. Breakfast, uh, the the 5K, if you're not doing the Women's Leadership Breakfast, if you're a guy and you run and you want to do the 5K, there's that on Wednesday morning. You've got the Minister's Wives Session, the Pastor's Wives Lunch, uh, all these things going on. Uh, we, we mentioned them in the preview, so make sure you sign up for those, register for those, and, and get all your registration squared away and get your, your calendar kind of set because it's going to be a, an action-packed three days there, four days in Phoenix uh, and I, I know we'll be busy, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. Amy, anything that you wanted to add about that? Uh, I mean, maybe one thing that you're looking forward to. What's the, what's the one thing you're looking forward to? Hmm, the one thing I'm looking forward to? See, that's hard, because the thing I look forward to the most is just seeing people. Yeah. I just love And being, just love being on stage, people. looking down on us from the stage. Um, no. I don't know if I would articulate it that way. Not but quite the I, way you describe it? No, but I will enjoy I will enjoy the meeting very much. But it's just great to catch up with people and just to be a part of the process. Yep. It's uh the, these are the two days a year that the Southern Baptist Convention exists, and just being in the room for those two days uh, is always a great opportunity. And I think probably what I'm going to enjoy is we will have um, some students from Southeastern there, and many of them are seeing it for the first time. And so I love the opportunity to get to talk to them. Yeah, you've got your uh, class coming, about don't you? Right, Tell us right. about that. Tell us about that real quick. Like, what, what's the purpose? What do y'all do? What's kind of the the schedule of that? Well, most, I mean, most of the seminaries take a, a class. Yeah. It's like the standard conference courses. So what we're trying to do is just expose them to the Southern Baptist Convention. Um, we they watch some lectures beforehand. They listen to some of our episodes, uh, particularly ones that are uh, have some of the interviews and things talking about the convention as it leads up. So. They get some history of the convention, and then we sort of go through bylaws and how it works. Um, and then we get on the ground, and they are they are in the hall the entire time. Some of them are messengers. Some of them are just guests watching. Uh, but what we try to do is prepare them for what they will see so that, you know, as things are moving so fast, they won't miss it, you know. Uh, you see it, just a ton of ballots go up in the air, and you have no idea what just happened. Um, 
And so the, the goal is for them to really know and understand uh, how this works for the hopes of future engagement, uh, for them to understand the cooperative program is, is doing much to contribute to their education uh, and then learning about how this all works uh, is an important part of helping them and encouraging them to, to give back one day in their future ministry. So it's a great time. Um, and a, a couple of the people in the class are, are some people that are, are, uh, my kids know really well. I think uh, one of their teachers or something, you know, so there's, there'll be some, some folks that I'm excited to get to show this to them. Oh, okay. And, um, I think I'm scheduled to, to chat with them for a little while at some point. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I have that on my calendar yet. I need to get with you. Yeah. We got to get that. Yeah. We got to get that. (laughs) But, but also speaking of chatting together, you and I will be leading a couple of discussions on Monday afternoon. Yeah, At the CP stage, I'm really looking forward to that. That's going to be fun. It's going to be great. So yes. we've got uh, one with uh, Micah Freeze and Herschel York uh, to talk mm-hmm. about uh, missions. And I think we might bring Todd Unzicker into that one as well. I was talking to Deb Baca about that the other day, working on Fantastic. getting maybe somebody else in that one. And then also uh, we'll be sitting down with Frank Page and Rhonda Kelly and Ashlyn Portero to talk about uh, women in the SBC. So That's great. That's going to be, be a good. fun one. I'm yeah, looking forward it's going to be really good. And then immediately following that, Dr. Kelly and Dr. Page will be giving their report from the Women's Task Force. So uh, uh, that'll be uh, interesting to see how that is presented and what is uh, coming out of that task force. Yeah, I'm looking forward to, to seeing that published. So it'll be a great uh, conversation, a great day. All right. Well, that'll do it for us this week. We've only got about 10 days left until we hit Phoenix. Uh, I, I think by the time we record next week's and it drops. Amy, I think you'll already be there and I'll be yep. on my way on the Saturday. Uh, so, you know, it's it's about to get real, I guess. Yes. As, as the kids say. Yes. So I don't, we'll I don't all know be if they say up. that anymore, but. Yeah. Well, we'll all be catching up in a week. Yes, we will. So, all right. Well, thanks again for joining us and we'll uh, see you next week. See you next week.